Absolutely. And we had obviously a lord to the two guests that we were going to have on the show and that you guys cannot wait. It's me and you, Joe. We're the guests. Yeah. And everyone was waiting for Not us. Not the ones that we had scheduled, but then we had to reschedule. It's uh, definitely us two. Yes. It's no. the guests were. No. Next week, though, we promise it is beneficial and confirmed twice, three times, even four times. Quadruple tied on the shoelaces um, for our next guest. And it will be a good one to start the new year with. Obviously, I had to shift a little bit because we got a hectic weekend if the Great Lakes Invitational going on, which will be starting today as you're listening to this on Spotify. It'll be a couple days after as you're listening to this over the airwaves. Um, but we have a great show today. We'll break down the GLI hockey's first half of the season as well as for men's and women's basketball. And then we'll get to review a little bit here uh, from the fall sports that we weren't really able to do, Joe, because, I mean, with the new show format, we can't. Yeah. We don't have the time to go in-depth on a lot of these sports. We figured now let's take yeah. this episode and let's do that. With the condensed episodes that we used, that well, especially since we used to have the hour-long episodes, now going down to the 20-25 minute episodes. It's a little bit harder to go more in-depth, but now without the interview and stuff, we just get a little bit more time to kind of go in. So we're just going to do kind of a year in review for Ferris State Sports, which seems fitting since in, what, three days by the time we're recording this, the 28th that right now? Yeah. The ball drops. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the new year. Yeah. So happy new year, early new year to you, or new year if it's already been. So let's Absolutely. get right into it, Brandon. Let's get right into it. Let's start with hockey, of course. GLI uh tonight and tomorrow as you're listening to this live on Spotify, Michigan State and opponent TBA determining TBD. from the outcome. Um TBD or TBA. I is it interesting? Is it to be announced as TBA? Uh, yeah, that would be, and then TBD is to be determined. So I guess it, it'll be announced by the determination. We'll figure whatever. it out. It's anyway. going to be Alaska or uh, Michigan Tech. Right, yeah. So we'll, we'll face either of those teams. But first off, Michigan State, of course, really good team, a really young team, fantastically talented team. Uh, without a couple guys, their top point scorer and as well their goaltender both out because they're playing for Team USA right now in World Juniors. So yeah, that, that'll make stuff. it different. It'll make it different for the roster. But uh, playing down in Van Andel is definitely going to be an experience. Uh, was able to go down yesterday with the guys, uh, get to see what practice was like, and they seemed really locked in. It was a really good practice um, there on the big sheet, but I think when it comes down to it, uh, I think this team is ready, and they've really excelled on the big stage. We saw that last year, um, so I think it'll be a really good a really good overall opportunity for them to prove themselves, especially after a little bit of a well-needed break, dropping four straight, uh, but you have to remember, they played some of their best hockey over those couple of games, especially the Bowling Green series, um, especially when we saw Michigan Tech, they played some of their best hockey. So they've played really, really good games this year. They just haven't had that consistency to put it in over two days to be able to pull off a sweep, um, but especially coming in after a break, uh, really being able to kind of reset a little bit. I think it's going to be really well needed for this club, especially against a really good Michigan State team that they'll face tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look back at the record, I think it's six out of the last eight games that they've lost. It's been within one goal. So right. It's really just been a spot of maybe not getting the puck luck that you need 
Puck goes the other way. It's going to be a tough little situation. So I think especially with the GLI, with uh, State, tensions are going to be running high. Focus needs to be there, especially with Michigan State, because I think they're what? Number seventh in the nation, and that's four spots up than they were last year. Yeah, we played really solid. Just kind of step it up a little bit and play well because it's, I was reading some, especially kind of the preview that NCA or that the NCAA put out about this. Daniels was talking about this is a team that is a lot better than the record states, and I think they're really going to show that, especially against the game one and then whoever they play game two. Yeah, there's going to be some keys in that game, especially penalty kill. It needs to be better. 67% is not going to cut it. Uh, one of the lower ones in college hockey. Uh, but they have been putting shots on net, which is a, a very big positive. Keep that aggression, especially at Michigan State's going to be aggressive on the forecheck. So what they're going to be able to do counterattack-wise is going to be huge. Um, being able to see if they can uh, dominate the back check as well. Being able to just control the tempo in this big of a game will be huge, especially. But uh, I think this team is really in, in good spot, too. I mean, obviously, we've got a lot of great players that have, ha- have really stepped up in their season senior year, their final seasons, especially. I mean, you look at Antonio Venuto really having a breakout year so far, um, scoring with 11 tallies so far. And I mean, especially you look at how Travis Shouty spent 14 assists, leads the Bulldogs. It leads all CCHA players. I should say blue liners, uh, defensemen. Uh, and look, I mean, he's only in his second year. So, I mean, that, that that's really huge for the program as the guy across from me would want to say. Thumbs but up. I think there's just a lot that can be on the table for this team. And I'm going to be really excited to see where a lot of these young guys have, that have starting to fit in uh, are going to be able to play first time under the lights. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and you're going to be able to recognize a lot of the names since State has a pretty young team as well. A lot of sophomores on it that played against Ferris last year and they have a few transfers coming in. One guy, especially from Northern Michigan, that's going to be able to know what Ferris brings to the table. So it's going to be an interesting matchup, but I'm excited for it. It's pretty much sold out, I've seen. From uh, from a lot of the tickets because I tried to get some last night because I was just bored and uh, last minute could not get any. So oh. it's going to be an insane atmosphere, though. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Uh, bouncing over to basketball. Uh, see what I did there. Men's will start on that side. Uh, they do have two games. If you're in town in Big Rapids uh, coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday, Fanshawe and Kuiper both coming to Wink. Three o'clock start times both for Friday and Saturday. Uh, but so far, the men's team nine and two overall doing really doing the business. Uh, only a couple losses uh, to Purdue Northwest and McKendry. Uh, those games especially, I don't think they necessarily played that bad. Uh, it was just the ball wasn't going in the basket as much as they had normally used to. And I think especially uh, over the last couple of games, I think it, we've definitely seen this, the Ashland game, the Cedarville game, especially with recency. Then you throw in the Parkside game in as well. And then you can even go back to Lewis. Uh, those games where they kind of started off a little bit slower, but then they just really turned it on in the second half. And this team, certainly, when they are a second-half predominant team, as Coach Bronkema has really kind of uh, embraced overall in the culture of the program, really being able to to really find their stride, to finish strong, that's kind of their, their, their motto right now. Uh, I think it makes this team that much better, and I think that really makes them more dangerous when it comes down to uh, they're not necessarily worried about trying to apply the pressure early on that they can still bring it back, still be able to uh, dial in a little bit. Because really, those two losses were games where uh, they kind of had the the wind taken out of their sails later on in the ballgame. So that's really the only difference uh, so far. But I mean, you look at this team, especially this year, I mean, they're, they're still just putting up ballistic offensive numbers. I mean, 88 points per game, uh, 51% from the field, 42 from three, 76 from the free throw line. I mean, 21 assists a game. That those are just astronomical numbers in the terms of college basketball. Yeah, and especially seeing that they have only had one game less than 80 points or 85, I think it is, possibly. 
Yeah, I know the Finley game was down yeah, there. The Finley game was a little bit down there, and then the uh, Parkside game was a win, less than 80, but still, that was one, too, where when you don't really get the offensive production that you are normally used to seeing, then it's going to be a little bit tougher of a game to battle out. Win nonetheless, so that was huge, but I'm excited to see what they're able to do with these two games. It's kind of not like a, it won't be a tune-up game, I feel like, to with a, any slouch over competition, but I think it's definitely going to be a solid spot to kind of knock the rust off. We haven't played since December 19th, so that's almost 10 days off uh, from when we're going to be last playing, so got to come out, ready to play, and then we'll be fine to get right back into Gliak. Uh, action, especially seeing that we got a pretty tough slate coming up right when we get back. Yeah, especially, and I obviously we have two dominant scorers, Ben Davidson, Ethan Erickson, both averaging over 11 points per game. Delapo Olinka as well, shout out as well, him and Ethan that came on the show a little while back. You can check that out in the feed below. Uh, but I mean, especially, you look at the the improvement down on the blocks has been huge. Obviously, they, we have Vea still and we have Delapo, both very veteran guys, but I mean, Reese Hazleton has taken a huge step up since last year. He has really became a big factor down on the block for this team. Deshaun Munson as well. Transfer coming in. He has found a stride. He was banged up for the last couple of games. Now he's starting to get uh, back into the swing of things with this offense and defense. So, I mean, that's huge. Dang rang. Huge to have him back on the floor. He yeah, provides a whole nother time. spark. And then you have a lot of other guys that can still fill it as well that still provide huge minutes as well. I mean, Jimmy Scholler, we know how great he is as a distributor as well as a defensive player, one of the best on the team in our opinion, um, as well as Jack Ammerman, who can really fill it on any night that anybody else isn't hitting. So I think that just really brings it all around just it, it, it's absolutely huge and then obviously you look outside of the shooting categories as well when you look at ball control I mean you got guys that distribute it better than anybody we mentioned Jimmy Scholler Amari Lee huge playmaker for this team um, sometimes he tries to make a little bit too many too many plays sometimes it feels like in the moment but I mean he's he's such a great guard up top especially we're glad to have him um, in the backcourt as well but I think especially I mean you look at the rebounding as well that we've seen I mean we've seen really good minutes from Owen Hardy especially early on in the season um, um, when he had to kind of fill in for Deshaun as well as some of those games where he was fortunate enough to get the start. Um, but I think especially it's very spread out across the board. It's not like you, you it's not like you can take away one thing from this Ferris State team as far as like rebound. Like, oh, well, yeah, we got to keep Dang and Reese off the board. So they're the leading rebounders. Let's not let them touch. You still got guys behind the average four, three a game that can still provide. I mean, the, just it's a completely balanced attack across the board, every category. And statistically, there's no way to stop them. There really isn't, and especially when you're going to get late in the season and when you got guys who are going to be kind of going down or just need a little bit of a rest up. If they got a little bit of a tweak somewhere in their in their health. It's going to be really nice to know that you got a lot of people on the bench that are going to be able to step up and be able to just take the load that a lot of these guys are going to be kind of letting off. So I'm excited to see what they're able to do, especially later on when uh, injuries might start plaguing the team. Hopefully not. But obviously, that's always on the mind of a lot of these teams when a later season starts up. Yeah, absolutely. Top 20 team in the country, deservedly so. You know, who, 17, baby. Yeah, you know who also is? Women's team. How about that? Number six, I think, Dogs. right now. Unbelievable season that Coach Westendorp's team has started off with. Six and one, recently beating Ashland, number one team on the road, nationally ranked number one. Um, they don't play until the beginning of the new year. They'll have a couple on the road, Uville as well as Damon, um, to start off the new year. Then they'll start CSH or C, not CCHA play. And this is not hockey, Brandon. Gleak play. There yeah, you go. There you go. Uh, against Lake State as well as Michigan Tech, Northern Michigan. It's hard to see the UP teams when we're talking about hockey last and not say CCHA. I it, get it, man. I get it. It gets it gets a little confusing. I'm sure many people, many fans can relate to me. Right? I get it, brother. Yeah, I hope so, at least. Anyway, I'm still trying to be professional. Anyway, <laughs> there's a lot that's gone into this season, especially with uh, obviously bringing everybody back. 
huge part uh, of how well this team experiences just a huge aspect for this ball club. I mean, you have Caden Blanchard back healthy, really providing a spark. Mallory McCartney uh, just distributing and scoring uh, as much as the team needs her to. Coley Idoni just can be on an island, still put up 20 points against a double team. Just fantastic score. Uh, and then obviously you have so much, you have so much other sparks that can be brought in uh, at any moment of time. Kenzie Bowers really uh, does a great job of doing the dirty work, being able to pick up the boards, being able to really provide a defensive spark and shoot the basketball um, as well. You have Maya Hiram as well that puts in great minutes. Claire Erickson who's really finding a way as a freshman. You obviously have a lot of great bench play um, as well. Deshaun Day really provides a spark defense so you just have a lot of great talent across the board, and it's really unfor- it's kind of unfortunate when you have so much talent and you're not able to to play them every game, and, that, and that's the hard part is you want to see everybody play substantial minutes. But for how well this team is playing right now, I mean, really, they're they're just rolling. You just you just you just if gotta let them roll. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right at that point, and especially you don't want to force any changes. That's going to kind of mess up the mojo at all. Especially, I mean. When you look at the season, closing out at least the first half, when you go from Purdue Northwest, you get a pretty solid win, 65-57. Then you go into Parkside, get a little bit of an upset there. They beat us 79-70, but then able to kind of able to just bounce back and go against the number one team in the nation, 66-62 win, snapping their, what, 45-win home streak where they were able to, that Ashland was able to get. It's insane to see the resilience of this team. And obviously with Uville and Damon coming up, I feel sorry for him because I feel like we're just going to be on a roll. But obviously you take it one game at a time. But it's going to be very, very cool to see how this team kind of continues, especially seeing that there's a really substantial break in the action from the uh, 16th of December to January 2nd. It's going to be tough, I feel like, to come back from that. But I think this team is very resilient and can show a lot and uh, will be able to show out when the second half of the season starts. Absolutely. Especially you look at this team. Rebound margin has been fantastic. 40 rebounds a game, more than six than their opponents on average. I mean, that's a huge part, especially being able to take possessions, 11.6 steals per game. I mean, this team this team does everything. They don't, they don't have to rely on a bad shooting night to really thwart them from a win. They, they're able to do it in all sorts of ways, every dimension possible. So that's why this team is very good. And we can't wait to watch them do damage on the road when they start off the new year as the number 16 in the country. Before we move on, I want to give a big thanks to the sponsor of our podcast. Almost forgot to do that, Joe. The Car Center in Big Rapids being the area's largest body shop means the Car Center gets your car back to you faster. When you need body work, request the best. Find the Car Center off Northland Drive in Rogers Heights and online at carcentermi.com. Now we'll get back into fall a little bit here. We'll go a little bit shorter here because obviously we have the time constraints, but we'll get into it a little bit here. We'll start with volleyball, Joe. Uh, Really fine season, finishing uh, regional finalist, obviously to a really, really good UMSL team um, that showed everybody why they're a top team in the country. Uh, But I mean, another GLIAC title, tournament title, regular season, obviously not able to get this regular season, but it just feels like this team is just continually dominant. And I feel like it's not appreciated enough just how much they have just been able to do over the last couple of years, just continuing to win. Yeah. And that's the thing, because a lot of people look at the end of season kind of outcome of not being able to get to the elite eight or something like that. But you really got to hand it to them because this region is one of the toughest ones. And the one tough thing, too, is 
each region in volleyball for at least this year was pretty much insane because you when you look back at that kind of mid-season tournament where we went to Colorado that was full of teams from all over the nation that were you know top 25 teams and if you see that spread out that's not always going to be the easiest uh, to go through and for us to be able to play very well against a lot of those teams is a very upside potential looking, especially when you go into next year. Uh, but I'm just really interested to see how they do next year, kind of with some of the some of the main people on the team leaving. Um, but especially kind of giving over the getting over the hump of that regional final. We were able to do that, what, two years ago where we were able to get to um, where do we play? Florida, was it uh, a couple of years ago? Where it was like the Elite Eight. That was yeah. the last time that we made it there. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I got to remember who and when we played then. That would have been a while ago. Yeah. We'll have to fact check that one. Get back to it. Yeah. Pull that up, Jamie. Figure (laughs) figure that out. Um, But to look at it and to see where this team consistently gets and to see the consistent success of each of the years shows a testament, one, to Coach Tia, but also to the players that she's able to bring in and the culture that she's been able to build, that this is a team that does very well that's resilient, that just puts their nose to the grindstone, gets the job done. And a lot of those games that they've had to bring to five sets, when you get grueling and when you when you have to really just put your head down and just do the work to do it, we usually win. So that's the big thing. We've only lost, what, one or two matches where we had to go to five sets, I think, this year out of yeah. a lot that we've had to do. So yeah, take care of business. shows a lot for this team. Yeah, taking care of business for sure. Leader on points for the year, Livia henneman Delapi. 4.4 points per set. I mean, that that's an astronomical number, and that certainly shows why she was all region as well. Um, it's really just a fantastic performance as well. Claire Nowicki as well, complimenting, uh, especially finishing out the year really on the hottest note. I believe she was the GLIAC tournament MVP, if I remember correctly. Uh, obviously, you saw Kaylee Mott, Zion Fairfield, Chelsea Freeman, uh, them just really locking down the middle defensively, offensively, being able to score uh, as well. Emma Bleacher, and at the come see Emily May, really good freshman campaign. Can't wait to see what she does next year. Um, as well as you have Leah Bilek, Kenzie Corstans, just locking down the back for us uh, in the back row. So I think especially it'll be interesting because there there's some potential for some of these older players to come back for their fourth fifth year so i think it's gonna be really fun to see where this roster uh stands next year because really last year we didn't lose that much and this we might be running it back a third year with this whole group i that's scary really scary especially yeah. for a team that you know just happened to win 27 games this last year i mean yeah, that, that's no, crazy. some just another day just another night i think we were what like 22 and one at some point or like there was a spot where we won i think let me do a quick little count. Oh, it speak, was speak over me. It was Brand. at least count it, it was at least One, ten two, in a row. It three, felt like four, five, six, Joe's seven, very eight, intensely. nine, ten, eleven, eleven in a row. Then wow. we lost to Missouri, and then we went on a. One, two, three, four. So we went, what, 15 and one over a certain span? Which yeah, is that sounds right. Wild. Yeah. To think about insanity. Just That's insanity. crazy. Yeah. Insane. But it's definitely been a good season for volleyball. Can't wait to look forward to next year as well. Football, not the postseason outcome that we wanted it's really hard for a defending two-time defending champion to be knocked out in the first round not sure how that happened but um obviously with the the alignments you can't control what you can't control i guess but i think the the biggest thing was this team really stood up to the challenge every single week i mean only lost to grand valley and then obviously that game against montana playing an fcsd1 team uh so i think when you looked at the season it really wasn't a failure it just just happened to be that they had to play Grand Valley. And it's just crazy the fact that two top three teams in the nation, in the entire nation, are playing each other in the first round of the playoffs. I'm not going to be the committee. I'm not going to say what's good or bad about it. But that's just unfortunate, the fact that you have two of the best three teams and one of them has to get knocked out 
first round of the playoffs. Yeah, tough. it's and it's a matter of record, which is obviously the tough part. And also, Ferris is kind of behind the eight ball with the Tony and East suspension and stuff like that. You can think about it however you want, but that's just the way the cards played out. We were close, especially. We made a good game near the end, uh, but obviously there was just a spot where Grand Valley just played a little bit better. But obviously, I mean, if you look at it, that was what our we were second loss to the Grand Valley of the year, which was kind of tough. Usually it's kind of a flip-flop type thing, but I think when you look at it this upcoming year, we're going to be able to really show out and show up with a lot of the guys that are going to be returning. And uh, we lost some key val- key players on defense to either senior day and stuff like that, or maybe transferring out or something. But I think we're still going to see a very solid amount of guys return to really kind of have like a revenge tour, you know, especially for this team. We dropped pretty down, pretty far down in standings after that first Grand Valley loss that left a sour taste. We're able to go on a win-out streak for the rest of the regular season, losing close games to Grand Valley. I mean, even the first game two of the year against Grand Valley, we were right there in it, one touchdown behind, then just kind of fell a little bit, kind of lost our footing, I guess you could say. So other than that, you got to really respect this team because we had a very high margin of victory for the games that we did win. And that's going to be, that's a tough thing, especially when you see the amount of teams that we played in Gleak that were very tough. And Ashland, who was a team that was what, like 16? I think they were a top 10 team at that point, right? Yeah, it was them. a nationally ranked competition. Yeah. So that one was a tough one. Uh, showed some good resilience when coming back from that because we were down at halftime and then able to just go off and just dominate the second half was big as well. Uh, but this team definitely showed out a lot, especially the Montana game. There's a lot of games I could talk about this year that showed how good this team was tough that we lost so early, but that's just the way the, it's just, I was going to say the way the cards roll, but that's not, I don't think that's thing. how it goes. That's, not the same. <laughs> that's just the way the cards are dealt out. There you and go. And the way the, uh, the wheels roll, I guess. Good save. Good save there. Hey, but yeah, no problem, man. I try my best. Absolutely. But yeah, obviously Malik leading us passing yardage wise um, wasn't his most efficient year and obviously battled through some injuries and stuff like that. It feels like he's really been battling against the injury bug for the last two years. So uh, definitely just good to see um, for him. He finished a great career. No, it's definitely evident, especially Carson Golker uh, really came in clutch, especially too when we needed him on the ground, especially leading rusher again this year, 14 touchdowns added to his resume. Um, but I think especially, I mean, the the receiving group that we have was really special and it was unfortunate we weren't able to have them all at the same time, it felt like, for a majority of the season because a lot of them were banged up or uh, put in different spots throughout the game especially. But I mean, especially Xavier Wade finishing out his career fantastic overall. Um, I'm really excited to see where he goes from there. Tyrese on Thompson as well. Uh, CJ Jefferson, Brady Rose, all those guys really contributing across the board, receiving and running the football as well, but just because of uh, the nature of our offense. But uh, it'll be very interesting, especially defensively where this team stands next year, as you mentioned, Joe, because we're going to have a lot of guys um, that are just in their their last year of eligibility coming in this year. A couple, um, especially that showed out uh, over the last couple games, especially uh, throughout this year, a lot of them like sophomores uh, for this team already. I mean, Justin Payout as well as a sophomore. He really had a great year, especially out on the outside. One of the leading tacklers is a DB. Uh, obviously, we saw the Sapaya twins as well. They really showed out when they needed to. Uh, you had Jason Williams, Lento Smith, a couple guys that really made some big impact. Sean Stevens as well, who's up for the Cliff Harris Award this year as a DB, leading eight interceptions. Uh, but especially a lot of these guys 
we really didn't we didn't get to see like this full defense. It felt like for the the majority of the season, uh, I feel like just playing on the field together and not at a hundred percent. So I'm really excited to see where this team goes next year, uh, especially with another year of experience under their belt. Hopefully, we can get everybody back that we can. Obviously, there's a couple that we just we can't control because they're seniors. But uh, I'll be really interested to see what this team can do, run it back. And I'm sure there's going to be a really good national signing day class coming in from Coach Anise, and we'll just look forward to seeing what we can next year. Yeah, that's one thing too. Whenever it comes to recruiting, Tony Neese and the crew really do a really solid job of being able to recruit one, the best players in the state of Michigan, but also even around getting guys to transfer in, especially Sean Steven was a transfer in and that did really good numbers for us. And then also going down to the Sunshine Sunshine State, we've been able to see solid guys come out from that team or from that state as well. So I'm excited to see what we're able to pull in, what we're able to do. And especially if you think about this last year and the year before, one of the top or two years ago, we had the top recruiting class year at before our year after that we had i think the top two or top three recruiting classes and those guys are starting to get into the into the game and going to start to get reps so that's going to be a very very solid thing and be huge for the program trademark saying so do not worry if we got guys who are going to be leaving or anything like that because i'm very confident with who we've brought in and uh the guys we got under development it's going to be revenge tour year and i'm excited for it yeah what does aaron Rodgers say it's never a rebuild it's a reload yeah that's what it feels like for this team I like that saying. Yeah, it's a good saying for sure. I like that more better. Moving over to women's soccer, uh, seven, nine and four overall record. I don't think really define how this team played. Um, There was just a lot of games where it felt like they were winning the entirety of the game in a sense of proportion wise, where they would win 70, 80 percent of the game. They would be dominating. They'd have possession. They'd be able to outshoot. They'd be able to outdefend teams. But there was just a lot of unlucky luck, it felt like, overall this season for Coach Henson's team because they really played well. They, they really didn't play you would consider to be in comparison to what a sub 500 women's soccer team at the collegiate level would look like. They, they were a really good team this year. Uh, not necessarily as good as they were last year, obviously. Now you can make the comparison there, but uh, I mean, this team still is very young. Obviously, a lot of these players uh, really had to take a big step up from last year, losing a lot of players um, from last year's team that made it to the final four that were obviously key contributors across the board, even if they weren't necessarily the most dominant scorers. There's a lot of leadership, five-year, four-year leadership on that team. And now you have a lot of the young players that really kind of had to find their way to find that leadership level and kind of fell into their roles. And that that felt like really a work in progress type of year for this team. But you still saw great success. Obviously, they would love to have more wins and they certainly could have had some with some better luck on the pitch. But I think it's just one of those where you you take a lot of the positives um, that you saw overall from the season and obviously you'll put it forward um, looking into next year. But I think especially there's still a lot of promise, a lot of really good things upcoming for this team. I mean, how about Catherine Welsh as a freshman this year? Absolutely fantastic at the forward spot. Peyton Price as well, finishing really well, um, scoring as well. You saw a lot of great midfield play from a lot of freshmen that had to play uh, a lot of games this season, especially Isabel Barron, one of them that had to play in a lot of matches this year as a freshman really fell in um, to do really well. So the freshmen really a lot of them did a great job of being able to provide spark, provide minutes as well as you had a lot of those leadership players um, from really the last three, four years as well. You have the Jesse Bandick, Belly Sabos of the world, um, Brindley Bell as well in the back playing for us. So you have a lot of that experience as well. And they really, I feel like they groomed a lot of these freshmen to have breakout years next year. It just took a lot of work in progress this year. I think that's really all you can say about it. Yeah. And if you look at it, 
six out of the nine losses we have were just one goals or just was a one goal loss. So it could have gone either way where just a little bounce could have been able to give them the chance to bring it back to a tie or to being able to take the win. But also if you look at the way that Gliak finished out, one, two, three, four, five teams finished within like two or three games of 500. So this was one of the closest kind of spots we had for this middle of the pack of the, uh, of the Gliak uh, final standings where this is a pretty even season. Other than Grand Valley and Northern Michigan kind of running the table, a lot of these teams that we had to face off were teams that were just like what we had to do, where it was kind of didn't really get the luck that we needed with some of those bounces, kind of had some games where we kind of fell off. It happened with Michigan Tech, Saginaw Valley, Ferris State, and uh, even um, excuse me, Parkside did that as well. So it was pretty much the same story for a lot of the conference this year. And I think we're going to be able to see some very solid improvement with what we've seen from the freshmen already this year. Some of that veteran leadership is going to be leaving, but I think the culture from Ferris is going to be able to kind of rebuild it and just get us right back to where we're, where we know we can be. And that's at the top of the GLIAC. Yeah, especially. And also shout out to the goaltending as well. We talk about goal scorers and who's playing in the field, but the goal goalkeepers especially did play uh, very well. Um, really kind of more back and forth this year um, as far as playing time, but they both did very well in, in their minutes. I think it wasn't, I don't think they would be completely satisfied because obviously there's a couple games that were uh, really close in consideration of record that I'm sure they'd want to have back and flip flop it. But uh, Lauren Kabeki, Daria Mosalai really played well and it's nice to have that tandem back there. Um, so we'll be looking forward to seeing next year uh, what this team will bring to the table. So final sport we got on deck here, cross country, Mike, fellow teammates in action. It was a good season, I think, across the board, uh, especially losing a lot of leadership um, from last year's team, men's and women's, um, I think especially made a lot of the roster, I think a little bit more of a question mark as far as depth is concerned, but I think we really proved that there the depth is not really the problem um, with us trying to get higher up in, in the Glenn. Cause I think we have a really good overall set of group, a lot of talent, a lot of hard workers on this team, men's and women's side. And I think you especially, you, you just saw that you saw that especially uh, shown in a full light. We didn't finish out the year like we wanted to. We definitely want that part of the year back. We just had a lot of, a lot of people, People banged up, a lot of people uh, running on injury and just uh, just trying to finish the season strong. We didn't have, I mean, we, we were much better. I know I, I can say it for the men's side. We're, we were not an eighth ranked team in the GLIAC. We were definitely a consideration of trying to fight for the top five. We just had a lot of our top guys banged up and that's just something you had to deal with. Uh, so it was unfortunate luck there. I know the ladies side also had that as well, where there's a lot of people banged up. But uh, I think especially there's a lot of talent on the team, especially. Uh, and we're starting to see the improvements day by day. You can definitely tell that um, training and practices are starting to get better. And especially going over the break, it'll be a really nice start going into indoor. Uh, but I mean, especially we competed very well in a lot of the top meets. Louisville, we did very well. Lewis, we did very well. Men's and women's side competing. Um, so I think especially... Uh, those will be good ones to really look forward to in the next year. And both teams are very young still too. So you have a lot of, a lot of young talent on both teams. Can you have a lot of new, um, new scores on both sides? So it takes a season really in, in cross country, speaking to it in, in bias and in the experience, it really takes a season to get used to it. And you can say, Oh, it's a couple of races and you're in, uh, obviously you have like the Caleb branches of the world, shout out to him, especially our freshman of the year on the men's side. Um, but I think if, when you really look at where the team was at, um, you, 
you had a lot of the top end consistency as well um, on both sides. I mean, you had um, myself, Brendan Kearney, as well as Cooper Sorensen, a really nice year after being injured last year. Caleb Branch, as I mentioned, you have a lot of the um, yeah, really a lot of the improving back end scores as well on the men's side. Ryan Osaski, Ben Knuth, and the end of the year was finishing really well. Uh, Gavin Van Solkema, those guys, and you had a lot of the freshmen that were still improving. They're just truly trying to get back into it. Uh, then on the women's side, especially, uh, they were banged up a, lot, like a good majority of the year. Um, so I think that that really kind of spoke to them being able to finish the season strong, uh, especially overall with the results not being as good as they had wanted to. I mean, Becky Castillo really showed out. She was fantastic um, from this past season. She was really, I think, the um, the most improved that you could say uh, from that side. But uh, I mean, especially have a lot of the leadership as well that still ran well. Daisy England, Hannah Brock as well um, as Danae Felschposh, a lot of that group. Um, Melina Strauss as well. They did very well. Uh, I think especially the top fives uh, really did well consistency-wise. Uh, just fighting through the injuries. That was really the the mantra of the season. And unfortunately, kind of came to an end with a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth. But you know, it's really going to be a good one to punch back for coming up in indoor. Yeah, and that's the one thing is because you were talking about injuries and stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like running is one of the hardest ones to like actually fully recover. It is from running or from an injury because one, when you are trying to do kind of rehab and kind of working it out and trying to make sure that you have the proper recovery, putting a lot of stress like running on joints and on your body. Like if you especially get a lower body injury, it's not the easiest thing to do. But then also if you take off time from running, then that's going to hurt your stamina. So it's kind of like a snowball effect of bad things to happen. And then especially right then when you get back to fully healthy, you're not really where you want to be kind of stamina wise or kind of season, uh, kind of season shape wise, because you're going to be a little bit behind everybody and you're going to be gassed. You're going to be tired. So it's kind of, yeah, vicious cycle. I feel like from the outside looking in when you have to deal with that. And especially when a lot of the guys were dealing with that, it's not always the easiest thing. And I think too, when you see where we ended up at the end of the year, a little bit lower than when we wanted to, but still to be able to battle those injuries and do that well, and uh, still be pretty close with some of those teams that are in or in the, in the, finals for the GLIAC championships. I think you got to pat yourself on the back there, Brandon. Yeah, I was very proud of our group and especially looking forward to next year. I mean, we're not losing a lot on either side. Definitely not in comparison to what we did the last two years on both sides. Um, so it really feels like we, we've really got ourselves to the same position as where um, the last two years have um, where we finished up when we had a lot of our leadership there. So we've really consistently maintained that level of success. And now we have it going off to the younger guys and gals. So I think that's going to even put us up higher. Um, as long as everything works out, I think this team could be really a, make a splash next year. I'm really looking forward to seeing it as a bystander. going to be weird. Wow. I, was I don't say, like saying no, 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 no. I didn't know do if, that. You're, uh, if you're a... Uh eligibility ran out yet it, it will be after the spring oh, you know? man, yeah it will be it's That's a sad so, day next six months will be the the best ride of my life is how it's planned so we'll see how that just goes run but. fast every time i'm gonna try to do that actually just run that's really good fast every time that's good advice there joe you run have anything like else? it's your last <laughs> it's not if you're not first or last basically yeah that's a good movie i should i should Ricky watch it i should watch that before i run each race just to get motivation you should you're like i need to run like ricky bobby i'll the write first, it even on my spikes you gotta watch the first one or there's an edit we're getting off the rails but there's a record <laughs> there's an edit of talladega nights with uh 
what is it, paranoid by Black Sabbath that just gets you ready every Oh, time. my gosh. I can't even imagine. But <laughs> we're off the rails now, so we should probably wrap That's it up. it back in. Yeah, a little extended episode, but we hope you guys enjoyed it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well. You can subscribe on YouTube as well. So full year and review episode is in the books. We look forward to a new year, Joe. I mean, not to like tease it up too much as we already have, but obviously- a solid slate of guests coming up this new in year. In January? Yeah, January is kind of going to be- Full of good times. Stacked. Yeah. Unbelievable. So you better tune in. You better subscribe on the new year. Make it a new year's resolution that you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. It would be good for you, especially. I mean, we're talking the biggest interview of the show's history is coming up. And we are we have already really consistently tried to keep with the first one that we did because that one was pretty good. Yeah. Not to say the rest of them weren't. All the girl all the guests we've had have been fantastic. And the support we've seen from you guys has been fantastic. But we're very excited about the potential of this next year, especially now that we've got a half some or a half a year, a full semester under our belts on the new show and how it's going to run. It's only gonna get better, folks. Yeah, and there's been there's been some good talks as well on the expansion stuff. So we'll leave you with that. You can think about what that means later sick. on. So, but uh, thank you guys for a great new year. Happy New Year, everybody! And until 2024, take care, everybody. <laughs>